Just like to keep you on your toes with some different introductions. Hi, everybody. Welcome. You can tell we recorded this the same day as the last one because I still sound like hot garbage. Oh, <laughs> mildly warm garbage. Welcome to episode 179. Maybe Feeling I, fine. Maybe I sound like, you know. It's like sexy. Yeah. It's like when, Mon- no, yes, Monica got sick. I have to no, make sure. Phoebe. It's not. It's it Monica. Because, well, they she both goes, got sick. But you don't like Oh, that is Monica. Sick. I thought you meant when, Ma- so when Phoebe was sick and she had that sexy voice as so she sang the songs mm. in that like jazzy tone. <laughs> I do think a little bit sick voice is sexy. Yeah. What's well, that? this isn't. That? <laughs> this- it's just, it maybe it like says something about like your weakened state and that you're more vulnerable to like the male yeah. population and therefore more attractive to them because they can attack. That's a good question. Why is mm-hmm. that type of voice, you know, Is it like perceived? vocal fry? I don't know what Which you would is call awful. it. But maybe it's because it's like the opposite of a baby, you know? Oh. It's like a womanly. Oh. I don't know. I'm yeah. just making stuff up. Just what we do here. here. That's what we do. We just make shit up. Welcome to the Bring It Podcast. <laughs> um, oh, how are you? I'm doing great. I am so happy, Suze. I am like the happiest ever because... Dun, 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 I adopted a new dog. I know. Is she? Your not- family's growing. It is growing. I mean, I, since I, you know, we're not having any kids yet, so I might as well just get another dog. Right. And that is what people should do. I, yeah. <laughs> just keep getting animals. Well, we had my mom's, my mom was over and for Thanksgiving, we had five dogs at my house and my little Sigmund loved it. And when all the dogs left, he was sad. He mm-hmm. was depressed. I can just tell. Right. Yeah. And he wouldn't that eat. That sounds legitimate. <laughs> it, it was. He. Everybody with a dog is like, I know how you're, what you're saying. Uh-huh. He was depressed, and I know he missed his friend. And he like went around the house looking for her and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. He went to her normal spots, and she wasn't there. He does the same thing when Landon goes on on business trips too. It's real cute, um, and sad. And so I was like, we have to get this little guy a buddy. Mm-hmm. So I went on Petfinder, and I found a dog who was in super need of a home whose owner had just died mm-hmm. and she was in a pair and her friend, the other dog in this pair also had to be put to sleep. I mean, the owner wasn't put Do to sleep. Do you ever think they make regular. up those sob stories? No. Cause I met the daughter of the man who died. Oh, I, God. I, You're really it, poking holes in my theory. No, it didn't go through a shelter or anything. They were like, this is our last ditch effort or we have to take You're the dog to a shelter. You're kidding me. Okay. Because she lived in an apartment. I didn't know that's apart- where Pet Finder was. Yeah. Well, sometimes they, they go through like rescues. This was a, a rescue in my area posted this as like a courtesy post of like, we need to find somebody or this dog and it's old. It's not going to, it's going to not be you know, find a home. Are you choking up right now? Maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm not. God. I'm not. That was just like a little tickle in my throat. But Sarah. I just still, the love is there. And let me tell you, adopt an older dog because she is housebroken. Yeah. She knows how to sit. I don't She knows how to stay. Thing. She doesn't do anything. She just, and she doesn't even want to run around. She just wants to like lay on your lap and be cuddly. And it's like, what ifs? I'm just hanging out and thanks why, for loving why me. Why is her name Bo though? They named her. But what do you think? Because that's know. not It was typically... just B-O before you have got Bo, to be like Bo me. and Lana was like we got to give her a fancier name than Bo like spell it b-e-a-u so it's like you fancy. guys are the weirdest people ever why like I can't believe that you would even think that 
What? That we have to keep her name? That you or have, have to spell no, it you fancier? Have to change this to spelling. Because maybe it was like Bo Peep or something. I land, Landon said that he wanted, you know, you and so. I just, you know, picked For real, up the when dog. I saw that, it was as if the Duggars <laughs> said they were having another kid. You were like, oh, for Pete's sake. I really I was know like, you were saying oh that. My God, That's what? why I just didn't tell, text you about it because I was Good. like, I'm going to wait. You would not like my response. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh my. And I said that to Gretchen. I go, you would have thought the Duggars were getting another kid. She's like, what is wrong with you? Meanwhile, this is the dog who like is the sweetest. Who just wants to no, cuddle and needed a she home. She looks really sweet. Oh my gosh, she is. And I'm almost like Sigmund. Why are you so tough to love? Just be more like Bo. Bo just is happy to be alive. Right, right. More grateful. Yeah, but I, I do feel like there's happy. a balance of energy, male and female energy, in the house now. Two hmm. against two. It's better. Wow. So well, good for you. There guys. you go. So that's why I'm. Super, super happy. happy. We should come out with a line of dog sweaters. Oh, no. See, I'm, we're not doing that. We're not because I'm anti-dog sweater. I know, but they're funny. I'm pro-dog, but I'm anti-dog sweater. I would think you would like sweaters because they are typically very comical. But I live in a hot place. Yeah, that's true. So comical, <clears throat> but unnecessary. Right. Now, doggy sunglasses. Get me some of those. <laughs> Pets you can get on board with. That I can get down with. Um, okay. There was a story about a guy in India who <laughs> took his shoes and socks off mm-hmm. on the bus, mm-hmm. like a public bus. Okay. And his socks smelled so bad okay. that it started like a riot on the bus what? and they had to have him arrested. What? For and causing a riot? Yeah, because he refused to like put the the socks away. How bad could they really be? That's what I want to know. I mean, I've smelled some. Uh, it's international also, news. Have they been on a New York subway? Because Sarah. I've smelled some things on there slash seen some things, and nobody's. But that's writing. what I'm saying. It. This is. I am in L.A. and I'm reading about this this guy. So you think it must be real bad? I think it has to be really bad. What has he got going on? <laughs> no, but I loved it so much. Like, cause imagine, have you ever been on an airplane when people take off their shoes yeah. and or socks? Yeah. How disgusting that is. Yeah. Well, once I did it and then I got a woof of my own feet and I was like, oh shit, I got to put my socks on. This is. Are you un- kidding me? Unacceptable. What is wrong with you? Uh, everything. That's why I put them back on. I, as soon as I smelt it, I was like, this is not okay. Why did you do it in the first place? It's so gross. Because when you're on long flights, they even give you socks. It's like, a here, you should take your shoes off and get comfortable. Well, you shouldn't. Nobody should. Ever. <laughs> so he's like, don't take them off in the house. Don't take them off in <laughs> right, airplanes. Right. Don't take them off. In fact, sleep in your goddamn shoes. <laughs> I mean, if that's the choice that I have to make, whether it's like shoes off on an airplane or shoes on forever, I'm going to choose shoes off. Well, you, oh my gosh, that is so funny you say that because did you know that Michelangelo, the artist... Uh, his father told him that he will always be warm if he kept his head warm and his feet warm. True. And so when he died, they had to like surgically remove the socks from his, the, his skin on his feet. They had grafted together because he oh, never took his shoes God. off. I cannot believe that. Yeah, they told Do us you think that that's on a true tour, story? Tour. I know <gasps> it's a true story. He, and that kind of shows you that the, there's a fine line between genius and insanity. Yeah, and I sure. think he, I think that... Artists of the past rode that line more than we know. And I mean, Leonardo da Vinci stole dead bodies and like studied dead bodies, and we like were okay with that. And you know what is like genius though? What? What's genius? Stamps.com. Definitely. Like this service allows oh. you 
to send everything that you need to send, whether it's for the holidays or whatever you're shipping, directly from your desk. And let me tell you, that line at the post office now is insane. And thank God I have stamps.com to do my shipping for Christmas. Yeah, you can do it right from home. So so it's no problemo. And they're offering our listeners a special deal. Here's the the situation. You can enjoy the stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments by going to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Brain Candy. That's stamps.com and enter Brain Candy. It's super easy, it's convenient, and you can mail any letter, any package, any class of mail from your computer and printer and plop it on and send it out. So how about that? I love that. Can't beat that. Fantastic. Um, Okay. Did you? I'm sure you did. This was everywhere. What? The guy with the do not resuscitate tattoo. No. So right across his chest, he put do not resuscitate. Yeah. You know? And then he, underneath it, had his own signature tattooed beneath it. And he was in the hospital, and the doctors had to decide. (gasps) Is that illegal? Okay, this is so interesting. Yeah. What What? do you think? Oh, fuck. Well, what is required to do a DNR? Typically... You know the do- you know in their file, yeah, there would be the DNR, and you know it's signed and is it notarized or is it just signed by the I'm individual? I'm not sure that it's notarized, but it's on file. You know, at hospitals and yeah. the doctors and stuff. Damn, what did they decide? This is crazy, right? I mean, I would my instinct would be like no, right? And that's what the legal precedent had been, and then the. Uh, no, as in that's form. not a legal document. That's not enough because not enough. Right? It, even if it had been like at the time you really meant it, you don't know if at this moment you right. still mean it. What is your mental state? Tattoos. What is yeah. your yeah? And um, but the the medical board <gasps> ruled that it is legal because he signed it. And oh my god! Yeah. And so they just didn't. Well, yeah. here's the thing. What's he gonna do if you don't? <laughs> Sarah. Right. That was like my whole thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, oops. Was he's going to sue? <laughs> right. That's a good point. And maybe that's how they decided. Because it's one of you those can things. Sue if if he... he were living, <clears throat> and that, this sounds like vaguely familiar of like. That's a really good point. Uh-huh. But luckily, in this particular case, they eventually did find on file that he had an oh, actual one, so they made the right decision. Yeah. Well, what did he uh, have that he went so far as to do that? Where he almost knew he that- had some medical issues. He, I think, he had an alcohol problem. Okay, but okay, but a lot of people apparently get these tattoos. I had never heard of I mean, it either, and that is really crazy. And some of them get the whole document. Uh, oh my tattooed god! On them. What is that? There's th- this is interesting because yeah. there's. That that it's makes a real me think, ethical, ethical yes. dilemma. And also, the I want to know about the the mental state of the person where you feel like filing a, a legal paper is not enough. Where it almost seems like that's more of a cry for help or a oh god, I don't know. But I would just want to dive deeper into what the need to have that mm-hmm. tattooed on you is. Right. I guess some people are really, you know, 
that almost the, seems a very strong opinion. I've never met anyone who said oh. absolutely do not resuscitate me under any circumstance. Do you know anyone like that? Well, not in the, under like any. Well, I mean, my grandmother, but only when she was a hundred yeah, years like old. Young, yeah, you know. People. But I mean, I've we've had the conversation. My husband and I have been like, okay, well, if I'm a vegetable, like you know, just what, pull what's it. your what's your feeling? To get pull the plug. Well, but is that okay? So. Is that what a DNR is only used for? D- DNRs do not resuscitate, so like they can't go to extreme measures to say any life saving measures. So I think like once your heart stops, they don't go to measures to resuscitate yeah. you. Okay. But I think the other one is a um, like a quality of life thing. I think that's yeah. different. That's right. more like a what would you like? Yeah. Your there's there there are two different things. I yeah. Think. Just, you know what? Let Lincoln decide. Even if he's like seven, just tell what him, like, hey, what do you, what do you want to do? What do I do here? By the way, don't take anything I say on this no. show as my actual legal <laughs> opinion. Make, make a note of that. We should start but with a disclaimer soon. This, rem- this reminds me of the craziest thing. What? I read this article, and I can't believe I didn't write it down, but it was about something I had never heard of penis transplants. I'm not joking. Okay. Like, um, apparently uh-huh. in Africa, uh-huh. they call it th- this thing called traditional circumcision, which must be like pretty rough. And there's a lot of botch jobs and sometimes they end up taking off oh the my, penis. Okay. And then, um, they rely on donors. Like dead donors well actually you have to be alive so like let's say you're in a do not resuscitate situation okay okay <laughs> Listen, i gotta tell you that's why i said it's the craziest okay. thing ever so let's say you're in a do not resuscitate mm-hmm. situation but you're an organ donor so then they can harvest all your organs like while you're alive before you die Does that mean some kid is getting an 80 year old dick listen Sorry, not Linda. just that Sorry. Not just that, but in the case of this particular article, they were talking no. about one guy, <gasps> black. I was and he got say, a different race, leader. different race. Ho- okay, and he was talk so- about a fucking downgrade. And he was so mad. And I like, would be pissed at first when he was offered it and he got it. He was so glad just oh, to have also, something. Yeah, have a penis, yes, because he had been it. He had woke up from a nightmare oh, no. to ha- not have a penis. So then he was like, okay, whatever. And then he gets this white wiener and then he's like um um this isn't quite me. what i had in mind wow and so then he's scheduled to have it um tattooed to be darker. to match his skin tone that's a lot of work down there you know what though it's it's something very interesting because well yeah i never of course like in Ooh. in directly you've thought about the way that a penis is so important to manhood yes but like you don't really think about like how your life would be if you literally didn't have oh one. it would be yeah it would be i could imagine be horrible i've thought about it for trans men yes but never for like an amputee right because i really didn't even know there were yeah I things mean, I can should have happen. realized but yeah, things can happen. Th- things can happen in a total, a whole bunch of different ways. That you and never- how they often, of course, suffer with addiction because uh-huh. they can't deal with the fact like you can never have a relationship. Oh my god! Or, or just like, a very rarely. different, yeah, yeah, different, a different definition of what the relationship would look like. Right. Yeah. And even if you found somebody, you might be insecure and not 
Whatever. Right. Or so, just being a little boy in a locker room. Right. You'd never, you'd always go to the bathroom in a, well, I mean, these I like traditional circumcisions are so barbaric and disturbing. No, I'm trying to argue for why we shouldn't get one. Just well, that that's not a traditional one, but you mean just like a regular regular one? Yeah, how'd that go? Well, oh, not too bad because my husband listens to Howard Stern, and Howard Stern has done a good job of of having people on that talk about why circumcision is like. Don't you love how we need a man to like uh-huh. make all of our arguments before they're valid? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Howard's against it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even though he is circumcised. Oh, yeah. He's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Landon's like open to it. Well, we'll see. (laughs) I just never thought about the issue and I was so intrigued that... So the procedure is very difficult, of course, because... Oh, because I have a lot of follow-up questions. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Do, Do you have to have a... Like, can this work on trans men? Like, do you have to have almost like a base of one to start? Like, what do they start with? Can you, do you have to have some sort of... The real trick is the um, capillaries. Oh, the capillaries. Okay. That send oh, to blood. to connect them all. Yeah. And it's like intricate yeah. work. Because you have to attach every one. I yeah. And it's like, if that person has especially small capillaries, uh-huh. it's like so hard. Huh. And... Well, uh, <laughs> But it was how it's, I think it's only been done a few times, but that it, there's so many people that could benefit from it Wow, and whatever. Interesting. Who knew? Yeah. Right? But there you Mr. go. Mr. Bobbitt. My God, right? What happened? He, they were able he to started, reattach yeah, this, I right? Think, I think he did porn for a bit too. Oh yeah. John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh-huh. Right. That's another person who lived up to his last name. Yeah. Because it was like, it suited it. Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Uh, speaking of things that kind of like happened around that time, did you see that there's a Tawny Harding movie coming out? I cannot wait to Me see it. Me too. I think we have to see it together. It looks so up your alley, Suze. So before we talk about that, I want to talk about movement watches. Yeah, because it's I'm time. One. It's time for that movie and it's time for a new watch. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? We are wearing ours and they're beautiful and we love them and they're a great gift. Soon my brother will be wearing his. Yeah, and my sister's wearing hers, and it's just such a nice thing to give to somebody because it's a beautiful um, piece that they can wear, but it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. They started just 95 bucks, and they were started by these two guys who were like, we don't want to pay a million dollars for these watches. It's kind of like how we started this show, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We were like, you know what? We're going to skip the middleman. We're going to create our own thing. That's right. And Success. Yeah, and they're offering our listeners a great deal. If you want... off today, plus free shipping and free returns. Go to mvmt.com slash bcp. The watches have really clean designs, make a great fashion statement. It's the time to step up your watch game. Go to mvmt.com slash bcp and join the movement. They just added cute bangles so you can put those with the watches. Yeah. Super cute. Really nice. Um, Yes. What were you about to tell me? We were talking about the movie. Tony Harding movie. Uh-huh. Okay, were you old enough to be aware of this at the yes, time? Yes, but just uh, almost not enough, not old enough to be aware of the interpersonal drama, just of the action and it the and what resulted the from hubble, yeah hullabaloo or yes, whatever the hubbub hubble yeah. all of the yeah. words. Well, I I mean that was such a big deal. Yeah, and could you imagine? No, and it's it's fascinating how. 
it was so much about class and uh-huh. like the sort of white trash versus elegant princess thing. Just with the hair alone. Yeah. And well, and her whole backstory, uh-huh. Tanya Harding, is like really, it's a stereotype of the white trash thing. Her mom was married six or seven times. Really? She, she had abusive family members. Oh, God. She, her husband was abusive uh-huh. and she married him at 19. And I mean, everything that you could think of that we associate with. Man, could you imagine how great she would have been of a skater if she. Hell, she was the. She was already. She was one, the second person in the world to ever do a triple axle. Whoa! And that, like, people used to make fun of her thighs because they said they were so big. It's because it's like Serena Williams. Like, she was a fucking powerhouse on the ice. Oh, yeah. And to rise up from what she did. Uh And be magnificent yes. and such an athlete, but then she didn't fit this mold of like, but you're supposed to be feminine and it makes me angry. And yeah. I don't actually think she knew about the- The thing. murder. Yeah, the- um, or Not, mur- the, assault. not murder. Assault, obviously. Yeah. Not murder. Yes. Assault. Hitting like, her in the knee. She's wow. always said she didn't and there's no evidence she was never found to be somebody who knew that it was going to happen or anything like that. Maybe she didn't. I can't wait to see the movie, though. I think she did eventually find out afterwards, and then she kept it to herself for a couple days, uh-huh. and that's the only thing she's ever been charged with. Uh-huh. But, yeah, but, like, I mean... What? It doesn't surprise me that she kept it to herself. <clears throat> right. I mean, I have mo- a consider. lot more sympathy for her than I did at the time, because I was just listening to The Spin, which yeah. was, like, I mean, that's good versus evil. That's all I heard evil. was The Spin. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, you know, how where I... And with the story. And she's another person who, like, what are you going to do after that then? Uh, what Her are you going to do? Ruined. Change your name. I mean, you couldn't ever... I barely know about the story, and I still know exactly, you know, who it is, what her name is. Yeah. You know. Like, her legacy is this one thing. Yeah, if Tanya Harding were my insurance agent for Allstate, I'd be like, are you Tanya Harding, like, the Tanya Harding? I mean, come on. She can't have like a normal job. Yeah. I don't know what she does for money, but I know for a while she was just like working on cars. Like she's real, you know. Oh, goodness. That's a story. Like that. Yeah. Like every time I've ever seen her on like, where are they now? It's yeah. something like that where she's like tinkering in Oregon. It's crazy. Yeah. And, it, you know, it just reminds you like the choices we make and the people we're around and like privilege versus yeah but man she had it and uh uh like so you've been publicly shamed kind of stuff too. yeah yeah like once people decide here's the story yeah the narrative is uh-huh. tanya's this and nancy's this wow. but then the funny thing is how the public turned on nancy too then because why why right right yeah and and she was like too prissy and she it turned out that she was kind of like uh-huh you know, a little sassy and like wasn't super sweet all the time. Yeah, but I feel like we, this is a, a, um, strict, uh, uh, moral, whatever you want to call it. Like we hold women to the, these guidelines or the, this like behavior, like you're supposed to act like this, but male athletes are notorious for having those attitudes and then are like, oh, wow, he's just like an athlete and he's just like got his head in the game and he's just like a tough competitor. Yeah. And we're there fine with that, right? a really great article in Believer Mag. It was actually from years ago 
But it talked about that in in this particular case of Tanya and Nancy and these tropes of like even the term America's sweetheart uh-huh. is so gross. Yeah. And how Oh my gosh, and that's every female like athlete who they want plays them in a people solo really want these women who embody this femininity and sweetness. Mm-hmm. But then they're supposed to be super competitive and gritty and like really athletes. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why are we so into this idea Man. of a sweetheart? And what does that even mean? And I hate I'm that. Because I'm pretty sure it means submissive and passive and pretty. Well, you remind me of the story that uh, I promised to bring up this week since, or this episode since I did not last time. Uh, I was at Disneyland with mm-hmm. the gals from my cohort. And we were going to get on a ride. And a du- the dude who's probably, I want to say he's probably like late 30s, early 40s, going to like, you need to go in this line. You need to go in this line. Used the word sweetie. Mm, to you? To, to every one of us. Sweetheart. Here you go. Go. Num- row number one, sweetie. Row number two, sweetheart. Every single one of us looked back at each other without even having to say a word. And we're like, made the ugh face. Yeah. And then we were like, do we... That, that was the part of me that, oh, I never say anything. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just be like, uh, excuse me, it's really degrading when you say that. And it creates like this hierarchy of relationship oh, where you're... You'd be the bitch. Uh, then I'm the bitch. And also I'm... He's now positioned me to be in the front car of Space Mountain. And that's like the ultimate position. So... Like, <laughs> that's so stupid. I mean, I, what was I supposed to do? I had 30 seconds to give him this. And then I'm getting on the ride. So it's like, what do I do? That reminds me, as you mentioned last time, we have these shirts out called Stop Being Polite. Mm -hmm. And we want to do this campaign where we encourage women to stop being polite. And it was inspired by, um, I read an article about Randy Zuckerberg, who's uh, Mark Zuckerberg's sister. And she's a uh, powerful woman. I think she works at Facebook, you know, in one of the top positions as well. And she was in first class on a flight from, I think it was New York to LA, but I'm not sure. And there was a man who was drunk in first Mm -hmm. class who almost immediately started harassing her and making sexual inappropriate comments. He was sitting Mm -hmm. right next to her Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't stop. And she complained to the flight attendants and they were like, you know, he's always on this route and he gets (sighs) a little crazy, but like you know, just ignore it. And if you really want to, you can switch seats to the very last row, middle seat of the whole plane. Oh, and she almost it. did. But then she was like, why should I have to he move? He should move. Yeah. And so she wrote a public letter to the airline um, complaining. And I, and the words that she used was about how she, tr- the, the flight attendants kind of like laughed it off and that she felt that she was expected to be like, just be polite, just sort of, Uh you know, the men can do whatever they want, but we're expected to always like keep civility and order and to be polite. And I kept thinking about that. And I kept thinking about the real world opener when they say to stop being polite, Uh start getting real. And I'm like, why don't we stop being polite? Mm -hmm. Why don't we actually do that? Because I'm guilty of it too. I'm always I'm like all the time like debating. That. Do I want to cause a stink? Yeah, and risk having someone think I'm a bitch. Yep. Or do I want to stop being polite? 
and and the th- it's it's oh god yes first of all yeah and it just makes me think of all the times that I haven't done that and then all the times where like the fact that we even look at like oh we need to be polite right now is really just we're we're sacrificing ourselves mm-hmm. we're not we're it's not for even like about the, being, the supposed yeah. greater good, but it isn't. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's a lie. It's, it's totally working against our best interest. Yeah. To be like that, and not to, and to say, and you wonder how we got where we are. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of that. Right. It's a lot of not speaking up and not saying things and not going, uh, excuse me, or you know, noticing things that like my husband will just say, like he, oh, the other day we had a whole conversation about, um, oh, he used the word like rape and pillage like oh you know they just came in here and rape and i said excuse me we need to take that out of the normal yeah like like it's no big like, deal yeah and let me tell you how you are contributing to rape culture when you say when you make the word <laughs> rape and pillage commonplace yeah. when you make that a saying in the same way you know whatever when we like how um we so freely talk about shooting and guns and like oh you know let, it, it creates a culture that's accepted. It's like desensitized. Kind of, yes, desensitized yeah. to it and accepts that kind of like violence and everything like that. And, you know, I just feel like I, normally I wouldn't have pointed it out because I'm like, okay, I don't want to get into a whole debate with my husband about this and blah, blah, blah. And I did, and I did it in the right way using, um, you know, analogies that like I felt like he understood and he got it. And he was like, okay, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as bad. As yeah. I thought it was going to be. Well, like I was reading about how John Oliver stood up to Dustin Hoffman last night at a um, an event because Dustin Hoffman's been accused of being inappropriate, uh-huh. and they were at a screening for Wag the Dog, and John Oliver called him out, and everyone was uncomfortable. John was uncomfortable. Dustin was uncomfortable. The whole audience was uncomfortable, and I thought, yes. We all need to be uncomfortable yes, we do. And because work past that. women have been uncomfortable Forever. this whole time. We're yeah. always worried about like, is that guy going to do whatever? Yeah. And so like, yeah, let's all be a little uncomfortable. Let's cringe a little bit yeah. and feel squirmy. Yeah. But hopefully then it will produce some different trends and different results and behaviors. Yes. Did you see the hilarious uh, sketch on Saturday Night Live that the women did? Yeah. About, oh, it was so welcome good. Welcome to hell. Yeah, welcome to hell. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You, House of Cards is ruined for you? Here's everything that's been ruined for us. Walking, Uber. Vans. Vans. I loved that. Right. Nothing good ever happens. Uh, right? And I was laughing so hard because I, I was cleaning out my, my bag and I had a pair of scissors and I, I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't, I don't know, I was getting on an airplane or something. I just put the scissors in the side pocket of my car, like in the, the side of the door. And my first thought when I put them in there was, oh, that's probably a good place to have scissors just in case I'm ever attacked from the side of my door and I can use these to stab yeah. somebody. And then I thought, okay, what the fact that our first thought with like me having a pair of scissors in my side door is not like, oh, it, it'll be nice for me to cut something when I need it. Is oh I can stab somebody when this with this when I inevitably get attacked like yeah. we all I am not alone in my thinking of what can I what around me can I possibly use as a weapon in case I get raped yeah and when you live like that you don't think twice about it but no. then now I think people are starting to and I'm going wow I think about this a lot you know what I think about a lot what do you think about a lot steak <laughs> which you also need a knife for <laughs> yeah that's so true 
I love Omaha Steaks, as you guys know, mm-hmm. and we have such a great deal. I'm so excited about <laughs> it because I cannot emphasize enough how much freaking food you get for under 50 bucks. I know you're going to tell them. <laughs> so I'm not even joking. Like I cannot describe how much great food, so I, but I will. Go two filet it. mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kibasi sausages, four burgers, four potatoes al gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four additional kibasi sausages free if you go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code brain candy in the search bar and get 75% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit and it is so good. It's the family gift pack at omahasteaks.com and it is just like really delicious food. You don't have to like go to the grocery you could just it shipped right to your door, and it's something you could have on Christmas Day or give it as a gift to your family yep. members. It's perfect for like your freaking dad. Yeah, the barbecue. For brothers. You know the guy that wears the kiss the cook oh, apron. Yeah. That guy wants these steaks. Yeah, he got that for Christmas, and now get him these <laughs> for Christmas. Use our code Brain Candy in the search bar for seventy five percent off. Um, okay. Now, did you hear it? I mean, maybe this is too much of a downer, but... Oh, my God, what? On the same topic of what we were saying, there's a new documentary that I haven't seen called A Better Man. No. It's about this lady that brings goes back to talk to her boyfriend from years ago who used to beat her up all the time. Oh, shit. And, like, they just, like, hash it out. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I'm so glad that she got him to do it, but, like, I can't believe this guy was like, okay. Oh, it's interesting. And how they, they, like, go back to where it happened and, like, why he did it and if he thought he would, like, do you remember this? Do you remember I mean, that? I would imagine that this really uh, unpacks or talks a lot about the multi-generational, like, cycle of abuse. Why? Because I, I have not seen the documentary, but I would guess that it was a learned behavior from his father mm-hmm. or somebody in his family. And she, I think she asks him that. I don't know the answer either, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. I'd, be interesting to, it, I'd be interested to see. But maybe it's see. not always. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Sometimes yeah. it goes in the other direction where those people tend to try really hard not to have any sort of physical, like, you know, if you're a victim, a child of a abusive family, you go in the other direction, but... I'm somebody who's never experienced that, and so, like... When you don't, I've never experienced that. It kind of feels so far away. Uh-huh. And I always say to you, like, I always picture it more like those couples that do it to each other. Co- common like, couples violence, which is about 75% of violence between couples. Okay. So yeah, most maybe of 65, the I think. Vi- domestic violence is these people that, like, the woman hits the guy, the guy hits the girl. It's just like their way they operate. It's more, it, they call it common couples violence. <clears throat> and it is what happens when. Both people feel very out of control of their emotions and will react physically, yeah. but it, the, you can kind of sense what kind of violence it is at, based on how both people react. So if both people are scared and they were like, oh my God, I can't believe I was pushed that far, usually both people in the couple in the situation like that will say, I didn't like reacting like that. Yeah. And both people are almost it's frightened by their actions. Yeah. In uh, uh, domestic violence where it's battery- yeah. That there's one person who's at fear for their life and one person who doesn't think they're doing much wrong. And one person who and then there's like a cycle of coming back to that person and being like the good guy and then you know overly loving and then making them feel bad about themselves. There's a whole cycle to yeah. the the 
violence that it's involved in a domestic violence well, situation and or in that Tanya Harding situation she even says like in her memoir that her mom hit her and loved her and so then when her husband hit her she has thought well then uh-huh. he loves me it's like this weird thing Sick. in her brain too where yes. she's like well that's what love looks like or oh whatever. yes you know what i mean yeah what yeah oh boy oh boy do i yes it's the same for sexual abuse yeah you get that locked in your head you go oh that's what that looks like yeah yeah it's crazy i mean changing the subject though there i was reading just speaking about dating i was reading about something that i hadn't thought about because i'm not in the dating world you're obviously not in the dating world but <laughs> what if i were though I'm like, oh, <laughs> she, she's married and dating there is an obstacle that I had not thought of now where you go out on a date with a guy mm-hmm. and then um, the next morning mm-hmm. he'll send you a Venmo request asking for what? like half of whatever he paid for dinner. No yeah. way. What would you do? Whew. Well, I've had a friend who did that and I was like... Who what? Sent me a Venmo request for... So you went out with a girl, like, like as a friend. Yo, dude. And then she paid, but then Ben mowed you and was like, hey, can you pay me? Yeah, I mean, there was more to it than that. Like, it it was... What? Like, there was a Just a say lot it. That she doesn't had, listen. There was a <laughs> lot that I had paid for, like, like oh, hotels right. yes. and everything like that. Yeah. And then we went to the grocery store and it was like, oh, by the way, here's the Venmo to split the groceries. And I was like, right. wow, after... I remember this. So like we're not splitting the plane tickets in the hotel, but we are splitting the $40 groceries. Okay. No, Got and it. I get it. Like if you're in a different financial position, which is not what I think it is with these guys. Maybe it is. I don't know. But well, the okay, dude's so, doing that. I am. I don't know. Well, this is an interesting idea about gender, though. So, like, if we're it depends feminists, on who invite who asked who out on the date. Okay, that's my rule. That's your policy. That is my policy. If what you if you're said, like dating hey, for like a month, so it's not like you. If I'm dating you for a month, it should be an every other thing. It should not be a like a. You, we need okay. to Venmo. You need it's, <laughs> okay. you need to Venmo me this. I would be like buzz off. But yeah. then I feel weird because I am supposed to about equality so i'm like why is this bothering me well here's why it 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 bothers because i would never venmo a guy to be like here i'm gonna split it i just i try to pay uh, me too i would with that and with guys i used to always be the one to try to pay but that's like a controlling dom that's like a thing that that's like not also not good it is good my mom said it was not good (laughs) sally you know why and here's why she explained why it wasn't good because, you know, as we know, with, with a lot of things, we talk a lot about love languages, and that's been like a really popular thing recently with, you know, yeah. now it's like out there. You know, you either, the way you speak love is through money or through gifts or through acts of sure. service or whatever. And so for a lot of guys, giving yeah, financially really nice. is their what if that's way mine too, of saying, oh, that's a good point. Thank you. That's a really good point. Fuck. Maybe that's my love language. I know. Actually, it kind of does feel like your love language. Yeah, man. You're a good gift giver. I just... uh, And you're thoughtful. When I go out, I'm just going to put the card down. If somebody wants to pay also, then we can have a conversation. But I'm I'm not going to nickel and dime anybody. Yeah. I am just not into that. And so... Susie's very difficult to be friends with in that way because she'll always do that. And then I'm like, I got to fight. Well, that's nice of you, but like if somebody doesn't offer, I don't even think about it because I believe if I offer to pay, mm-hmm. 
or if somebody else does, they should mean it. Yeah. Oh, like totally. I don't like the pretend fight. And I thing. really do like to be, you know, you're like one of the friends that is difficult for me to do with, but with other friends, it's like, Right. I tend I know to be the first mean. one there. Me too. Like, you know, it's yeah. kind of like when we were traveling together and I don't know, was it, I, I think we were talking about this before, how I'm usually the one to handle directions and the planning of everything like that. And then I was like with somebody who did that. I'm like, well, what, what do I do now? <laughs> that's funny. You, you've taken my yeah. I did not. Yeah. Well, that works like well that. with, yeah. that's why we travel well because right. I am not into that mm-hmm. scene. But anyway, like. I just oh think it must be a real wild west out there in the dating world right now. I was even thinking about that when I was thinking about the the guys who were being real shitty, you know, to me. And what we talked about last episode about the ones who were like over my shoulder at the store saying, oh, you're going to buy that? You're going to buy that? Yeah. And I thought, well, I know he wasn't hitting on me. But then I thought, man, it would be difficult to just <laughs> hit on a girl right now. Because like you say the wrong thing. I, I mean, we're just very sensitive. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want any fake woke bros. Hell no. Because I think there are some who are like, no, I no, think I'm a fe- oh, Most you know. guys that are announcing that yeah. they're feminists are not. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. Oh my gosh. Um, but if you want to avoid people like uh, the guy at Home Goods or whatever that yeah. was like <laughs> breathing down your neck, I recommend online shopping. Oh, I mean, it's that's the way to go. Pretty much. My thing. I yeah. I do like to shop small. Like you can find, you yes. know, private vendors. You don't mm-hmm. have to always be going to the big places if you don't like that. Yeah, but like braincandypodcast dot com. <laughs> right, that's right. It's your small vendor, also online. But if you are going to shop online, the perfect um, browser extension that you should use is called Honey. It works on Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. It literally takes. Maybe 15 seconds it's to put on. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. If it automatically finds all the you know promo codes and coupon codes and applies them, the best one, to your order. And like if you're on Amazon shopping, it does price tracking. It'll show you the trends of what items pricing so you can decide the best time to buy. Oh my God, that's so great. You can add items to your drop list when prices drop that Honey tells you. It'll tell you the best price is available. If that item is available somewhere else for less, they'll tell you. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's a free extension. So to get this amazing and free desktop app to start saving money, go to joinhoney.com slash braincandy in two clicks. This is not an exaggeration. You will have access to over 1 million working coupon codes. How do they even do <laughs> it's that? Crazy. I mean, it blows. And then I think about all the time I wasted looking for coupon codes. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where I didn't know how much I needed it until I got it. And then I'm like, oh, thank God I have that. They do Never all the work back. for you. That's joinhoney.com slash braincandy. And try it out because it's free and easy. And it's, I mean, who doesn't love a free way free to Free people, money? for goodness sakes. Free. Honestly. And it really works and is fantastic. And I've saved money on all my Christmas shopping because it'll be like, hey, there's a coupon code. So oh, my God. That's super cool. Go do that before you do anything else. And you also won't have these clowns. Being like, oh, you're buying the oh silver God, bells. Freaking buzz off. Buzz off, buddy. Um, Ugh. Okay. I read the history of. Um, <laughs> this is great I, because the two stories, the story that I have today is going to be nothing <laughs> close to the story you have today. Oh and I God. can't wait to Tell hear what you say. yours. Okay. Mine Mine's is so bizarre. Okay, go ahead. Mine's not even a story. It's just some interesting fact that I found that I, and then I had to do research on. And I was like, what? Okay. So it was on the mating habits of birds. Okay. Yep. And <laughs> this is just silly to me. So the kookaburd is kooka. kookaburd is 
a bird that it, it, they call a brood parasite. A brood parasite. Yes. Okay. So they have eggs and then they leave them in somebody else's nest to raise them and they're like, Come I'm out of here. Oh, and I should have done that. They're Lincoln. single ladies. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. They're like, oh, and not only have they, not only do they leave their eggs in other birds' nests, but they've adapted to make their eggs look like whichever bird is in their area and they want to leave it in their nest. Nope. Yep. That's awesome. I know. And then they're like, yeah, go ahead and raise these. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go, you know, do my thing. They're almost like the surrogates of the bird world. They, and they just, but like, do you think that the, the new moms and dads are excited? Well, here's what happens is that, that there are some birds that have developed, um, adaptations to be able to tell which, because what these birds do is they drop them off in a nest that sometimes already has eggs. So the birds are like, Oh, I don't know which one are mine or which one are theirs. I'll just raise them all. Right. And that's what happens. But sometimes these birds have developed, um, uh, like there's one bird, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it has an ultraviolet, like it sees in a different kind of light that is able to detect the slight differential differences in colors between the eggs. So it's like, oh, that's a fake blue from the cuckoo bird. That's the real blue from my babies. And And so they kick out those eggs. I know. But there are some birds that are really gullible and they can't tell the difference. And they're like, whatever, I'll raise them all. Really? So the cuckoo bird's on a quest to find the most gullible other bird. What wonder what the evolutionary, um, Right. Advantage to that is? Yeah. What what made the cuckoo bird do that? They don't make their own nests. They just steal other people's nests, which is interesting. And then maybe it's something I was thinking also, because I also thought about that, something about having a shortened gestation period or like like one where they have to go out and get, like reproduce faster so they don't have time to just sit and care for the baby. Like maybe there's something about I don't know. And also, if that's how you're doing things, no wonder you have to go out and mate all the time because you're not taking care of your babies. So the the species isn't even going to survive because half of them are getting kicked out of a nest. Wow. So then it like continues the cycle. But so brood parasites, <laughs> just thought kind of a funny thing. That is so weird. Yeah. And like not brood really the circuits, parasite. more like the drop your baby off at a fire station version of birds. Yeah. Right. There's probably like a bird, this is us show about <laughs> Or right like now. the little cuckoo bird lives with the other birds, and hmm. but he's like the real smart one, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the cuckoo bird knows it just isn't a fit parent. Maybe shouldn't be raising those Mm-mm. kids, just hussing it up with other cuckoo birds. Um, my story is about <laughs> the <laughs> like this is peak. Just Susie. I thought you were just gonna say peak cock, and I was like, whoa, no. we both talked about birds. I feel like sometimes when I'm reading stuff and like taking notes so that I remember to talk about it, I'm like, this is a joke that, cause I would want to read this stuff anyway, but now I'm like, Oh, it's for the show. But really it's not. I was reading a history of the index card. Oh my God. <laughs> napkin, cocktail napkins, index cards, wall to wall carpet, index cards. You're going to be glad you heard about this. I'm going to be about three to f- by five. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the space of interest I have. The index card was uh, invented in 1767. By oh, that's a long time ago. Yes, it was, Sarah. Before the revolution? During the Enlightenment. Oh, oh, Age of Enlightenment. I like this. By botanist Linnaeus, mm-hmm. who you might already know because... 
<laughs> He's also the guy who invented the binomial nomenclature, the two-part naming system, like Homo sapien, you know? Wow. Right? So this guy's like super into order, right? Oh my gosh, See? he is into order. He loves organization. He would have loved a label maker. Too and, bad he didn't live to see that invention. <laughs> but he was had, you know, it was in this time, and they've written books about it, how during this time of knowledge, mm-hmm. there was a problem with, like, how do we keep track of it all? Yeah. Because there wasn't no, systems. No, no wait, place to store all the yeah. info. Wow. And so he was like, how do I sort it all out? And some people theorize that he got, got the idea from the back of playing cards, which used to be <gasps> blank. And so people started using them for, like, you know, to jot down information. And so he created yeah, like these three by five. I mean, you didn't give us a lot of space, buddy. I know, but I guess, I guess that's the point. Yeah. Cause he wanted to be able to shuffle them around and manually be, um, dexterous enough to like manage all this information. And, uh, so that's what he did. And what was the, uh, what was the start of it though? What is he, did he say he was like, doing a plant and animal research. So he would okay. write down and that's how we have all of the species and yeah. this plant is in this phylum and class order, whatever. He was just putting them all in order on index cards. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, but then it talks about how they many people feel that the index card was the turning point in the relationship between power and technology and that it what? turned into this thing where people would categorize human beings as well into categories of superiority because they started ranking things. Yeah, they would file like okay, oh my these gosh, people because originally a filing system didn't exist. Yeah, and that this was a way that we could categorize things and naturally you would then include people and then when you include people then they, uh-huh. you become hierarchical uh-huh. in the same way that you would classify anything else, which huh. in J Edgar Hoover had an editorial card index as well as Hitler and the Nazis. Like an editorial card index of like people and who's better and what traits they had and what what made them better or superior than other people. Oh god. Yes. What and a so weird this thing. simple invention that we all still use, like this author, it was in the Atlantic, she was in grad school and was using it in the same way I did, which she like memorized information. Yep. And she thought it was weird because she was getting her degree in some sort of um European history and thought the irony was, or the coincidence was that these cards that she was using were a part of the period in which she was. And she didn't even know. No, she didn't know. But I thought it was, it's crazy to me that something so simple can then like change the course of history in some way. I I almost think that you can, uh, everything that it, sometimes the big changes do come from things that are really simple. It's kind of like that butterfly effect whole. Right. And that Dang. is why it was such a cool article to me and something that it tickles me because it's something so small and you think, okay, what are they going to say about, now I've seen everything. It's like a hot take on the yeah. index card. Well, I still think whoever it was that invented those little plastic ends on shoelaces deserves a Nobel Prize. That's the greatest invention if you ask me. Right. I wonder who did. I don't know, but I love them. You could get to the, get to the top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tied the loose ends to that story. 
That's another thing about the Tanya story, though, is like how <laughs> it was a really long article that I read about it in the Believer Mag. Because remember how after the assault, mm-hmm. she competed in the Olympics, and remember she had a problem with her shoe, her yeah, skate lace. Right. That was I remember about shoelaces. Maybe that's why it's in my head, right? And her the eyelet on her skate broke, and this was something that had happened to her a lot because the jumps that she did and the power of her jumps were so, was so immense that it would often snap, like the the skate couldn't contain her athleticism. Whoa. And that what became a joke was like, she's, oh, she's crying about her freaking skate lace was really evidence of how amazing of an athlete she was and how the oh. sport, it, it's like symbolic, like the yeah. sport couldn't contain her and it it couldn't contain her sort of non-traditional feminine expressions and it couldn't contain her athleticism. It's deep. Wow. Super deep. Yeah. Remember when you were just like, hey, there's that new movie coming out? And I'm like, oh, I have a thesis on it. I know. I was like, in my (laughs) head, I was like, I know that Susie is going to really have something to say about this. That's why this podcast is so good for me because who else would I be able to talk to about Mm -hmm. my Tanya Harding skate lace theories? Well, and let me tell you, we have a discussion forum on our uh, class, like every class that I'm in. for school as oh, online has a little discussion forum and I have one professor who's real great and he's like opened up the discussion forum to put on th- new threads and he always writes in there and then you know he'll come in and be like I'm so sad because nobody wrote my thread well I what do you mean like uh, right on the discussion board like he'll post topics and he'll like write in the discussion board and then nobody will respond it'll be like me and one other gal <laughs> responding to him so then I had to start an entire forum because I have so much things to talk about in the like this on amazing documentaries and movies and books that I've read and written and or not written but read and and you know seen and blah 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 that relate to our field of study. Silence. Crickets. Crickets. Oh my god. Nobody cares. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've had, I've given like six. Read this article. You have to read this book and Confessions of this, uh, uh, from a Funeral Director by KY. You have to read that. Yeah. Given this laundry list and. Just tumbleweeds are blown by. Yeah, that's like, what it's God. like when I brought out this index card thing. And you you thought it was going to be a dud. And it was fantastic. It really Thank was. God we have each other. I'm going to put and it in the newsletter. Whoever else is listening out there. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can go to thebraincandypodcast.com. And if you're looking for other gifts, you can buy something from our little candy store. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Be wonderful. I love the little kid shirts. Yes, those they're are exciting. Adorable. And I love our Stop Being Polite shirt. It looks so badass. I also want to thank people for their patience because I know that sometimes people get angry when there's a lot of like partners that we work with or that podcasts have. But I'm, I want people to know that like we will not talk about something if we don't like Correct. it. Correct. We have ditched some because we're like, no, nah, that's yeah. not good for us. Yeah, it if doesn't... it's not a good fit or if we think you guys won't be into it or if we think it's a dud, we just won't do it. Yeah. So. I, I hope people know that we are sincere when we We just really like people. steak. I really do. It's a Clear skin and steak. I really do. What else does a gal need? And sometimes people are looking for ideas, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to provide them. Yes. It has really been helpful for my, all my Christmas mm-hmm. shopping, I'll tell you that. I know, me too. Like, okay, this is are great. we the only people <laughs> using No, I love when you guys also let us know if you use um, a code and if you like the product, so please do tag us in those Um as well so that we know like i like this product or whatever um or if the tap you know whatever yeah you get the idea yeah yeah wait i got something else to tell you Hold do on. we have time for more 
Yes. Yes. Oh, thank <laughs> God. I felt like this was kind of in the Christmas spirit, but then also not in the Christmas spirit. Okay. Wait, wait till I tell you. Mm-hmm. So there is a an organization out there. I, I would imagine it's like a nature conservatory group that has wants to ban all glitter. Oh, I, t- I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate when I'm like, I know that already. No, I love when you say you saw that already because then it like adds some- I had some, no idea. Uh, this was new information for me. I never knew that it was harmful to the environment, glitter. It makes sense. I mean, it's always all over the place whenever I know, I'm done with a pro- project. but it just seems like it wouldn't amount to much. And, but then you think about it getting caught in the gills of fish. Like that's mm-hmm. where we are. All, and same with microbeats. The face yeah, washing I thing, I read that. But then when mm-hmm. I heard, I was like, what? No glitter? Yeah. What am I going to do for all my Christmas decorations? They should make it like biodegradable or something. Is that possible? Yeah. What's it made out of? Metal? Well, and also I feel like you can make it out of sugar too. True. Can't you? I mm-hmm. think you can. I mean, there has that's a little bit problematic because you got to wash stuff. Or... Yeah, right. Oh, and then, oh. That, that, okay, you know what? I'd rather have glitter on my floor than sugar on my floor. <laughs> I'd rather ruin the planet than make right. the best of my house. I mean, come Oh, God. But that was one I just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, God, we got to get rid of, and it makes sense. We got to get rid of, you know, now I, you know. People after... are so into glitter now. Oh, oh like my God. groups I'm, and stuff. I, I'm so, they sure are. And yeah. now it's in scalps. They're doing the glue thing with mm-hmm. the rainbow you know, and then we're washing it out of our hair. Okay. And it's all going it's in there. Too much. Um, too much oh my God. No, there was something I was thinking of that you reminded me of. And I was like, oh my God, I have to tell Susie the story. Crap. I just lost it. Oh no. What were you saying just before this? The beauty groups and how people are super into glitter now. People are super into glitter. Was it about unicorns? It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> Shit. No, I was oh, just like, I'm people are it. super into uh, glitter now, like the beauty groups. And you were like... Yes, it reminded me of something I had to tell you about. Now I don't remember. Dang it! Oh, well. Next time. Next time. You don't have to wait. Bye. All right, bye.